Uh, oh, shit. Is it just me? Or do Asian people have different musculature in their butts? Are you talking specifically about the length of the ass crack? We don't have long ass cracks. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like my butt's pretty like. You do have a really nice butt. I don't know if you should be included. You're goddamn yeah, right. So I don't really have an opinion. Well, fine. Like uh, side. Side? Side profile. Yeah. You know? The glute mead. Yes. Um, I mean, I don't think Asian people have that. <laughs> I, th- I mean, I think, I think it's just insertion points. Muscular insertion points. Okay. I've seen a lot of Asian people with super wide butts and <laughs> super shelfy butts. I don't know. Damn. Is there a website for that? Uh, Asian shelfy butts. Yep. Oh my god. Do it. Dog dove. Dot org. <laughs> Dot org. Yes. Elena wanted to tell us a story, maybe. Oh, I wanted, shit, I wanted to open I... up the floor. If you want to, <laughs> you're more than welcome to. If not. This is on the heels of him telling me that he's finishing up the Dating While Asian episode. And I was like, oh, shit, I had another story to tell. Oh, okay. Uh, Addendum. Uh, it, it was, it's just a really awkward hookup story. You look so like... yeah. <laughs> It's a mixture of disgust and maybe boredom. I don't know. Pain. There's some deep-seated pain Pain, pain is a good word for it. I went through a very brief casual sex phase where I just, like, didn't give a shit and... Getting it. Trying to. <laughs> trying to. Seeing what was up. Uh, on a trip to California, I got a number from a guy that worked as a bartender at this really cool spot. And he was like, yeah, I have a band. Check it out. <laughs> of course it's got a band. <laughs> and I was like, oh. And I totally loved their music. It was dope. Well, that's so good. I, yeah, that's positive. Sometimes really that's great. not there. Yeah, no, it was a legit. I appreciated their creativity and their sound. And so I went to see them live on my next trip down to California. And I got super hammered. That's the only time I've ever lost my fucking iPhone. Oh. Ugh. Because you drank too much? Yeah. Ugh. That's yeah. the worst. <laughs> I have no idea where it ended up. Like, I tried to find my iPhone. It seemed to be right outside the club. It definitely wasn't. We were making out in the cab on the way to his house. Mm. And the cab driver was like, I'm getting so turned on right now. Oh, my God. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is really odd. Awesome. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> you want in this guy? <laughs> yeah. Come on, pull over. Get in the back seat. This Prius has tons of room. So we get to his house. His He lives with his bandmates. He sleeps on the bottom bunk bunk no. <laughs> of a bunk bed made of plywood, you no, know, no. and okay. two by fours. Awesome. Do you still do them? No shade on like DIY projects. It's fine. Yeah. Yes, I still did him, Anne. And it wasn't even elevated on a mattress. Or he wasn't elevated like in a bed structure. It was the mattress on the floor beneath the bunk bed. <laughs> oh. And it was just very like uneventful fucking, Aww. you know. Aww. Did you Hell no. Aw, man. Didn't orgasm. The part about it that kills me, in addition to the bunk bed, was that he had a thumb ring, and he, like, put his finger in my butt while he was fucking me With the thumb ring? The thumb ring didn't get in there, but it was just, it's just, like, such a vision. You know what I mean? Poop particles hanging out in his (laughs) thumb and his ring? Not exactly that, (laughs) but I see why your mind went there. 
just like dude with a thumb ring and like a <laughs> nose stud under a plywood bunk bed that's yeah. not even elevated off the floor. Yeah. And then so technically that's not really a bunk bed. That's just a bed that someone built an elevated bed <laughs> yeah. over. A hundred percent. Yeah. It was just kind of a, like a low point. And then the next morning waking up a little hungover, not being able to find my fucking phone. Oh God. Us I mean, huddled around his computer trying to log into my shit. Me oh, stressed about it. No. I looked in the mirror before I left his house and I had like earlier in the morning snuck in to brush my teeth with my finger mm. and i had like blue toothpaste in the corner of my mouth the mm. whole time that, that's when you lost it you're like fuck this fuck this shit yeah. i get my life together yeah this wasn't like passionate and exciting this was kind of sloppy and gross oh that's too bad yeah yeah the thumb ring and you're just like putting your thumb in my butt which is cool like i'm into that but I'm not into but you. Not with the thumb ring. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry that happened. It's okay. A couple years later, he texts me. He's like, "Hey, my band and I are coming to play Seattle. Would it be cool if we stayed with you and your fiance?" <laughs> and I was like, "No." Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Probably a good choice. I'm trying to think of if I have any one night stand stories. Yeah, or just like or just set like bad sex, sex, sex stories. stories, bad Do hookup I have, stories. I mean, I've. Haven't I had bad hookups? Well, not from my perspective. I'm sure from theirs. <laughs> You're like, Hard what was up with that guy? It's a good question to ask yourself. Yeah. yeah. And what if, constitutes like, a bad hookup too, you know? And like, if you've not had a bad hookup story, that probably means that you've been a bad hookup for somebody. Been- yeah. You know? Absolutely. I don't know. But imagine if it were also like um, engraved kind of rings, like God. you know those. College what if it was rings? like fucking class ring? Yeah, oh, yes. disgusting. <laughs> where like really poop particles can get oh, stuck in yeah, it. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, ew. Casual sex is like, it's lonely. It's mm. it's kind of depressing. It's not like what they make it out to be in the movies and shit. I think it really depends on the person, mm-hmm. but in yeah. This chapter in my life, I yeah. was really hungry for connection yeah. and love and care. Not that I was expecting to find it in these like casual encounters. Just temporary form of it, though. Yeah, yeah, but when it's when it's over and it can end pretty quick. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just felt really empty. I felt yeah. totally used, yeah. which is not a fun feeling. Yeah, I was also never really into the casual sex thing. I wanted to be because. That's what you're supposed to be yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. I think I've only done that maybe three times at max. Same, you same. Know? I mean, at the time I was like, I was enjoying it, but afterwards it did feel very, I don't know if I felt used. It lacked connection. And I, I always immediately felt I had like misled somebody. Oh, you know, that's not a fun weight to carry. No, there was one person that ended up having some sort of like obsession with me. Okay. I mean, I guess I could have seen it if I was more honest with myself, but at the time I was like, dude, I'm going to get some pussy. What if, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care, you know? For sure. Um, but, and then immediately afterwards, like in the post-nut clarity, I was like, man, that... <laughs> <laughs> like there was no way for me to like tell this person, like, I'm not into you uh, that way. Can that be you know? our episode name? <laughs> and I felt really bad because the person just like... <sighs> so much expectation. yeah. That, God, you know, now that I say that, it just sounds so, like, shitty of me. Well, you know, there are times in your life where, like, open, honest, vulnerable communication is not the standard. Yeah. And I think you were probably a little bit more emotionally underdeveloped at the time. Definitely. And couldn't speak to that with transparency. Yeah. Or safety. 
I know a lot of men in my life that have done that. And I've also done that to them. Mm-hmm. You know, those weren't healthy relationships. I got attached. I got really attached. Mm-hmm. If any of you are listening. <laughs> I know where you live now. <laughs> Coming for you. <laughs> I'm still in love with you. There, there were definitely a few times where I like had sex with someone and I wasn't that attracted to them. But it's been a dry spell. <laughs> and like, uh, you know, I'm just going to have sex with them. And like, not like they were like unattractive people. Your heart wasn't in it. But your dick was. Yeah. Yeah. But the balls were. Whoa. Whoa. Your no, no, balls no. were no. in there? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Whenever that happened, it was always such a gross, shitty feeling afterwards. If only because then I always felt like there was an expectation there. Yeah. And maybe that was on me. Yeah. Um, but it certainly felt like <laughs> they were hanging on for something more. And yeah, like I didn't have the language mm-hmm. or the emotional maturity to... Mm-hmm. One, just not to do it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, or two, if I did, be honest and say, yo, maybe that was a moment of weakness and I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. this is not going to go anywhere. So, I, yeah, I definitely have, um, I'm, I'm sure I crushed a few hearts that way. Yeah. One way you could approach this is assessing all these things through like the the lens of monogamy. Because I feel like a lot of polyamorous couples like can seemingly... Uh, navigate that stuff. Yeah. And it's just like part of that culture. That's... Sorry, to navigate what? Sexual encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, that don't necessarily have to be in like a committed relationship. Yeah. Per se. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we talk about that sometimes between the two of us. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're not evolved to that point to be able mm-hmm. to like have those feelings not just... Conflict. Yeah. You just have to really know yourself okay. and have like really open and honest communication with yeah. your partner. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think it means you've already evolved and then you embark on this like polyamorous life. I think it is a constant work in progress, but it's that open line of communication that you Mm -hmm. are committing to and that you continue to respect each other first and foremost. Yes. As part of the process. Which is its own kind of commitment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just not like an exclusive type of commitment. What really amazes me is like how differently people can perceive different relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of our friends has said they can't make out with someone casually if they don't know them well. It has to be a friend of mm. of some length or that some sort of yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like it's already some kind of invested relationship before they can sort of be more intimate. You know. Yeah. Uh, whereas like for me, I if I knew someone make out well, with anyone with nice lips. No, I just like if I knew if I knew someone really well, I wouldn't be able to just like casually make out with them. I don't know. Oh, it mm. just seems. Yeah, I, I don't same, know why same, that is. Same, like the rules are established. I don't want to blur the lines. Yeah, I totally get that. Yeah, I I fuck my friends all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> obviously it works for people that are into that. Yeah, and I mean I don't know. I haven't I haven't done it so in like a poly because we're not poly, but so. I guess it'd be really hard to really say, but just as like a gut reaction, I feel like it'd be difficult to, I don't know, like just pick someone out of our friend group and like, I'm going to make out with them and like, it's going to be okay. <laughs> We're going to have that kind of Halloween party this yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, post-COVID, <laughs> Halloween cool. slash orgy. Spin the bottle. Down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, that's weird. I, like, I, I wonder what that difference is. Puritan values. Probably. Yeah, But like, sure. But that would mean that I'm okay making out with strangers. It doesn't seem like what a does that say? Oh, value. oh, you're you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, I think some people are really good at decoupling sex with emotional intimacy, mm-hmm. and I think 
for us in the yeah. room, it's probably a little more difficult, a little more linked. That's a good beat on it. And if you're opening the doors to sexual intimacy, are you opening the doors to an escalated type of emotional intimacy yeah. that could lead mm. to love? Mm, that makes so much love. sense. It's yeah. so like having the headphones on for this. Yeah, it's, it's different, really right? Interesting. You can yeah, hear yourself. Yeah, like a VO artist, you know? Yeah, you are. One man. <laughs> <laughs> One man. The system that built him <laughs> will fall at his feet. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. Hey, everyone. It's Ty. You've been listening to Conversations with Two and a Half Asians. Thank you so much for joining us for this bonus episode. We'll be back to our regularly scheduled program next week. If you're liking what we do here on the pod, please consider subscribing. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, pretty much uh, wherever you get your podcasts. We're trying to be everywhere. Tell your friends. And hey, thank you for listening. Especially you, Chris. Thank you. On behalf of my co-hosts, Elena and Anne, we are Two and a Half Asians, signing off. <laughs> <laughs>